0: Well, that certainly got my blood circulating listening to that news report coming from the resident. Now I'm, t- now I'm hot. I was going this way anyway, so let's just go with it. CarPro.com talk line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Streaming live on the WORD Facebook page and the X page. Now, as of this moment, in Kansas City, they have three suspects in custody. So, the first thing that I think, if that is an accurate statement, since we don't... And uh, the first thing that struck me, if it was a single assailant and we don't know what race they are, then, of course, it's not following along with the narrative, and they're going to try to hide that, right? But now we're talking about three. That's crucial. We know that uh, this was not exactly a... uh, It was not an effective shooting because they killed one person and they shot 21, right? And, they, and most of the people they shot were children, which leads me to believe that they were, they were targeting a group somewhere in their sort of type. Now, remember, this is a parade with 800,000 people, and this all started at about 2 p.m. when, when the fans began to leave. And they had three suspects in custody. The one person that died, Lisa Lopez Galvan, um, she is a ra- she was a radio personality, a local DJ at a local radio station KKFI, hosted a Hispanic radio program. So right now, with these with this multiple shooter scenario, I have to presume that it is either gang related or possibly terror-related. Now, for all I know, there's something on, online right there just right now telling you exactly what it is. I haven't seen it yet. This is just me going out there. Now, the, the thing that struck me, though, when I was looking at this, because I every time one of these things happen, I know they're going to pivot to this. I know they're going to pivot to this. And see, this is one thing the Democrats are really good at. They're really good at jumping to demand gun control every time, and then they walk it back when it's one of the uh, protected races that do that or the protected ID groups that are out there that are doing it. So right now we don't know the motive, and that's crucial. That's, that's the key to everything. But it's already happening. I, I, if you look out there on the interwebs, Everybody's already getting into these uh, thought exercises where they're just driving themselves into a tizzy to a point of distraction to where when we finally hear what it was about, uh, it may be, it may very well be anticlimactic. But this is the thing that bothers me about these sorts of events because all of a sudden, it's nothing but wall-to-wall conjecture. And one thing about these sorts of events, this is where the bonsai philosophy comes out because a lot of times i've got this one tree it is so rare to have a black pine in in, in the united states they it, it takes a special kind of guy just to be able to grow it to where and i'm not the one that grew it but i'm i'm the one that's getting it to the point and all i can do is just sit there and watch it can't do nothing to it gotta water it gotta protect it from the elements you know from the extreme elements but i got i've been i've been watching this thing for two years so <laughs> sometimes that's hard to do when we have an event like this, because first of all, uh, humans are very inquisitive. They want to find a reason why we would harm each other. They, they, they're trying to find some justification or some reason to try to, you know, put, put a blame on something. something has got to be blamed. One guy blamed feminism, a bunch of emasculated people because women, uh, they're, they're out there committing sex side. Ladies, I, you didn't, you didn't know you were that dangerous, did you? Um, Somebody got out there and said it was, uh, while the leftists were going to claim it was a mega-maga monster who hates Taylor Swift, they said it was probably a Taylor Swift fan. (laughs) Which I find that pretty funny. (sighs) Then, of course, there's the transgender thing, which has been the trendy thing. Um, But here's the thing that they completely overlooked. This is the part that they completely overlooked. Now, remember that we're in a Midwest town, right? They're in a Midwest town. And um, very diverse group of people at this parade, you know, because they're football fans. So you had Hispanics and you had black people and you had white people. And, uh, you know, one of the shooters was tackled by a Hispanic. And uh, it wasn't because he was Hispanic that he did it. It was because he was American that he did it. It was because it was his community that he did it. Some of the people trying to revive the people were black people. They weren't doing it because they were black and they were trying to score points. They were doing it because they were American and a fellow American was on the ground. How many people reacted and tried to help the cops out when they were getting beat up by the illegal immigrants in New York? How many people helped with that? People... American people with their heads bowed in prayer for the victims. All of them. No classes, no races, men and women, you know, two genders. In the Midwest, just regular American people where they're not, where they don't buy into the whole divisive nonsense and everything else. Now, the beauty of this is that uh, this tells me one thing I've known for quite some time. We are not, we are not uh, as divided as they say we are. And, um, well, that's good news because I've known it. I've known it. I have not, I I try to open a conversation with everybody. And the only people that don't want to talk to me are normally the very young people who don't know how. You know, they're too busy looking at their phone. They can't even make eye contact. But, you know, Kansas City, winning a Super Bowl is not a a new thing for Kansas City. In the old days, Kansas City was the AFL champions forever. They were the last AFL team to beat an NFL team before the merger in 1970 when they beat the Minnesota Vikings because I was watching that because I was a Vikings fan as a nine-year-old. They've been around. They've been around for quite some time. So being a winner as a Kansas City Chief is not new, but this is a new generation with a with a new group of young men that are out there that are that are and I mean they're, you know, it's just about coming down to the point where we don't have to worry about a a season. Let's just let the Chiefs be in there and whoever can come in second place they can play. Or maybe just put the 49ers in there since they've done that a couple of times now. I mean, that that's just how good they become even though they lost key players along the way. So while we sit here and we're sitting around and I'm, I'm listening to Biden out there talking about the epidemic of gun violence. There is no epidemic of gun violence. There's no such thing as gun violence. All violence done to people are done by humans. That's human violence. We're all, you know, that's, that's where we're all in this together. If you come up on me and you bring a garden rake and you're beating me with a garden rake, I'm not going to be sitting there feeling morally superior because you didn't shoot me. Because in that moment, violence is violence. So, you know, there's a a whole other thing that has to do with the guns. The the gun thing is what, the fact that we have as many gun, as bad as it is here in the United States, we're still the freest people on the the planet, really. And uh, being a gun owner means that you are definitely a free person. And since we are the ones with the most civilian-owned weapons on the planet, uh, very likely the whole idea of invading us, That's just a pipe dream for most people. Now, they can do terroristic things to us, but, I mean, in some places, they're going to get interrupted by a bunch of people that are just regular American people. So, this thing, as soon as we find out whether it was a gang-related thing or a terror-related thing, or maybe it was just three people that was arguing with three other people and they were just so bad a shot, they just shot a bunch of kids. Whatever it was, it was an aberration against humanity and it was human violence. It has nothing to do with guns. I guess it would have been okay if they'd driven an old Ford Explorer into him. maybe. Maybe that would have been okay, huh? Maybe that would have been okay? We wouldn't be banning old Ford Explorers now, would we? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. We have not heard the last of Kevin McCarthy because he is, he's out there in the periphery looking in. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right, I just saw that pop up. I was just reading that and that's what slowed me down. CarPro.com dot com talk line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is seven one three zero seven. And I think we're gonna go talk to Dominic and Greer about com- uh Kansas City. Yes, sir. Yes,
1: yeah, I just wanna state my stance and kinda of, kinda of tie everything in together about what you were saying before the for the break. Um, I don't I think we're more successful than really what we think, uh just because the people coming from the outside I just think they have they have this they have a maniacal this mentality and <sighs> you don't have a hard time killing yourself, it's I mean, there's no to extent where people won't go through. But you were talking about Kansas City and yeah and uh it brought him up Travis Kelsey I don't I don't I don't think we have to really even worry about really so much people come as as we ourselves are just in, imploding uh just everything is just becoming normal it's become rationalized and is it just me and the commercial that he's in for Pfizer um with all the evidence and Witnesses and just a lot of credible information and in people with their family. Is it just me? Is it just these celebrities when they play in these commercials like that? Is it? Isn't it becoming a slap in the face? Is an insult to people's intelligence at this point? That's all I got to say about that.
0: Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> so you're asking me: should they not be doing? Should they have something in their mind that tells them not to do these commercials? Did we lose Dominic? Did he? Okay, so. So I guess the question here. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, Here's the thing. A professional athlete like we just lost Dick Butkus and most of these guys nowadays make more money than Butkus made in his entire career. And Butkus uh, played in a different era. And after he retired and while he was playing some as well, he did some commercials. And back then, you know, he was doing light beer commercials. He was doing them with Bubba Smith, who uh, later became a part of the uh, police Academy franchise. And, uh, you know, for a lot of these guys, it's part of making a living. It's part of the endorsements because being a being a everybody's seen the stuff where you have these athletes that become superstars and then uh, two years after they're out of the game, they're broke, right? I mean, right now, Allen Iverson, former NBA star, he's waiting to get to a certain age so he can find. He, I think he has like thirty six million dollars waiting until he gets to be a certain age, and then uh, because he's basically He's nowhere worth near thirty-six million or thirty-eight, or whatever he's got waiting for him at this moment, because they're young men. I mean, they get out there and they they fall prey to a lot of things. And uh, if somebody comes to you and and does a uh, offers you a, a commercial endorsement, and they offer you a bucket of money to do it, should they be able to do it? Now, I I haven't I don't watch TV. I didn't watch that game. I I haven't been following all the other nonsense uh, about the individual personalities involved with this stuff. So I don't, it it doesn't harm me. So that's my other thing that I would love to point out to just about anybody that worries about this kind of stuff. If you don't like it, you don't got to watch it. As a matter of fact, if you don't watch it, that is the most effective thing you can do to keep that from continuing. Because that's a very expensive proposition. And if they don't have eyes getting on it, well, it's just not going to work. You know, even the, the Super Bowl, that game, whatever, however you want to put it, it is so big an affair that the halftime entertainment, they don't get paid to do it. They do it for free for the exposure. So there's a lot of exposure going on during that game. That's a very big window of advertising opportunity. A lot of money spent. They are... Uh, they, they they are quite woke with it uh daniel defense wanted to get out there and put a put a spot out there on one of those games and they were turned down they had their money refunded i think they spilled, spent a couple million bucks and they, they they had that money refunded so um yeah there's that but as, as far as getting out there and being concerned about what any of these uh young men push i don't know uh, you know if, if you don't like it don't watch it that's the beauty of being free. You don't have to watch it. It's not like it's going to be, it's not like an equilibrium where you got to take the dose every day and listen to the stuff and dress the same way and walk around and have no emotions. You still have quite a bit of choice out there. So I don't know. I, uh, although, Dominic, next time you call in, maybe have your thought together a little more. I was having a little bit of trouble following you on that one. Um, Kevin McCarthy was not my favorite guy when he became the Speaker of the House. Although, uh, Kevin McCarthy is absolutely a savvy operator when it comes to the political nonsense. Now, he was a rhino right now. I mean, they should take him to Africa right now and clone him because that would bring the rhinos back from, you know, the struggles they're going through right now. He's that kind of, I mean, just that big of a rhino. But, now he's decided to focus. And he's going to be going after some people. And the first one he's going after is Nancy Mace. Yeah, Nancy Mace, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he was there, he, he resigned earlier, and uh, now he's saying she needs to straighten out her life. She apparently is having a lot of trouble keeping her staff together. When he was asked if he would refrain from involving himself in an effort to unseat her during primary season, he responded, I didn't say that. Because right now, he has encouraged her former chief of staff, Dan Hanlon, to run against her in the primary. And uh, let's face it, Nancy hasn't exactly covered herself in Gloria in her stint so far. He's also vowed to give uh, Hanlon a job and, uh, because Mace was one of the people that voted to remove him as Speaker of the House. So McCarthy is very skilled when it comes to fundraising. And uh, actually, according to some people, McCarthy's going to be going again after all of the lawmakers that came after him. I wish he had been that ruthless when he was in office. I wish he had been, because if he had been, it wouldn't have mattered. And, you know, maybe he wouldn't have made the deals he made. But, you know, right now they're going to, uh, he's going to, uh, a guy named Brian O. Walsh, who's one of his allies there, he's overseeing an, an attempt to recruit primary challengers to take on members of the infamous Gates 8 and uh, they're going to leverage his extensive donor network to target candidates like Gates with strong, well-funded primary challenges. And the, it's a very strong message that they're throwing out there. They're saying, these traders chose to side with Nancy Pelosi, AOC, and over 200 Democrats to undermine the institution, their fellow Republicans, and a duly elected speaker. There must be consequences for that decision. Now, I know that uh, Gates is out there, and he's part of the the Freedom Caucus or whatever they call that. I got no issue with everybody being absolutely conservative and everything else, and I think that McCarthy's absolutely a rhino. But if you're going to play the game, you better be able to play it effectively. And the only problem now is that we're going to see how effective these guys are. And that's the short part of this game. We don't play the long game. We don't play it. McCarthy's going to be a factor. He's going to be a factor going into this next election, so he is going to be a factor. One thing I've noticed here of late, and uh, I, you know, like I said, I don't watch TV, but I have I have noticed this. Um, I don't quite understand why people are embarrassed by their uh, by their achievements, and they feel the need to attach themselves to some minority to not look. Like, they're part of the whole white supremacy thing. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. And uh, Because that's divisive. Why, are, why do we continue to divide ourselves? Anyway, we're doing it. We're doing it on a daily basis. That's, that's coming up. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Pro.com talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. Um, and how did I get out of that? What did I do? What, I popped it out? Anyway. <laughs> uh, right now, let's look at Taylor Swift. We're, we've been told she's a psycholo- psychological operation. She She won a bunch of Grammys. And when Tracy Chapman got up there and sang her song "Fast Car" with Luke Combs, she got up and stood in the audience and sang along with it. Now, for whatever reason, and and here's the thing, and I, you know, let let me explain this to you, okay? Um, all kinds of people in the United States today succeed they succeed. Black people succeed. Asian people, Indian people, right? We see all kinds of people succeed. And it takes some common denominators. You got to have some drive. You got to have a, you, know, you, you got to know what you're going to do. You got to get out there and you got to be really, really good at it. And you got to not quit no matter what happens. Except in entertainment and media. Now in entertainment media, we got to have quotas. We got to have quotas. We keep getting, we, we keep seeing these things, uh, you know, Tracy Chapman as a perform, uh, you know, as a singer and a songwriter, is superb, absolutely superb. There's a lot of guys that made fun of her appearance and everything, and they were all black comedians when they were doing it back when she was uh, active. She hasn't been active in quite some time because she's actually quite shy and bashful, but she pulled herself up on stage because Luke Combs had done this cover of fast car. And then they did a duet of it, which was superb, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. But while you're doing that, you're going to see Taylor Swift standing up, dancing and singing to it. Now, I hate to tell you this, but in the music industry, black people win awards all the time because they have some really good artists out there. They're really good. It doesn't matter that they're black. It's just the the content they put out is just superb. But for some reason now, Caucasians feel the need to latch on to black artists. Now, in Taylor's case, she had made history by winning her fourth album of the year. Despite her being... As the New York Times put it, white and thin and blonde in a world that continues to privilege whiteness and thinness and blondness. Well, you know, uh, see, this is what happens you when you politicize everything. This is what happens when you politicize everything. Now, I knew it was very instructive for me to watch when Run DMC and Aerosmith did a duet. That was instructive for me because here were two artists that were superb in their in their in their chosen fields of, uh, their chosen genre, if you will, and they decided to combine it and they kill it. And they killed it because they had mutual respect for each other as artists, not because Steven Tyler's an interesting looking white dude and not because Run DMC looks really good in Adidas. They killed it because they were superb. And we've gotten away from this whole excellence thing, and now everything's got to be a quota. And Taylor listens to this thing about being thin and blonde and white and all this other stuff, and she cannot just accept the fact that she's good at what she does. Adele at the 2017 Grammys. Now, Adele can sing. She can belt it out. And she did, uh, she, she won Record of the Year and Album of the Year for an album called 25. And she was up against Beyonce's Lemonade, who, Beyonce, now that, that young lady, she can sing too. She can belt. But Lemonade sold 485,000 copies in its first week. 25 sold more than 3.38 million. Lemonade debuted at number one in the U.S. 25 debuted at number one in 32 countries. 25 went on to become the fourth biggest selling album in the 21st century. So after she won the award, she got out there and said, I can't possibly accept this award. I'm very humbled and very grateful and gracious, but honestly, my life is Beyonce. Now, was, would her life have been Beyonce if she didn't feel like she had to do this little virtue signal because she, had, she was in the same category as Beyonce and she won? Because, listen, Beyonce doesn't need anybody to stand up for her. Beyonce is awesome. She can sing like there's no tomorrow, as can Adele. (laughs) I don't have any black friends. I just have friends. And this is the thing I don't understand. When are we going to get past that? Everybody wants to be post-racial. There's a very easy way to do it. Just get past it. Because I got bad news for you. For all of you that are are out there that can't get past it, we are all in this together. We are. We are. And we're not going to succeed unless we work together. If we were to work together, we could end this. Whatever this is, whatever you want to call it, all of this malfeasance going on in government and everything else, if we got rid of all the I.D. politics and looked at each other and said, we are Americans, that's what we are. That's our demographic. We are Americans. If we all did that, then I guess what? The politicians are going to have to try to figure out what to do the Republicans are going to have to perform and the Democrats are going to have to come up with a new shtick because they're, they're not doing any performing either. It's just that the Republicans look really bad at not performing. So, you know, I, I see all this stuff and I, I read and see this is this is one of these other things. This is one of these made up problems. It's a made up problem. Um, Only when you get out there and there's somebody out there and if, you know, if, if you are a Caucasian and you're doing something great and you are superb at it and you get recognized for it, you earned it. In the same way that an American who may be black earned it, in the same way that an American that may be Asian earned it, Hispanic, no matter. And you, whatever you are, whatever you're looking like, whatever you think you are, if you did it, you earned it. Ty Cobb said, it is not bragging if you can do it. So, I really wish we could get past this because for a lot of people, what these artists do is actually influential. It's not for me. It's not for me. I, right now, I you know, I, I see all this stuff about Taylor Swift and she's a this and she's a that. She's going to change this and change that and uh, all these other things. And uh, I just sit back and I'm like, I wonder if she's really aware of all this stuff, or does she exist in a bubble where they keep this nonsense away from her? I I would love for somebody to think that I'm a psychological operation. I'd be very flattered. Who wants to go on that one? (laughs) I got a question. Maybe we should get the Democratic playbook on cohesion and cross that out with a crayon and write Republican playbook on it. Maybe we should do that. Should we do that? Anyway. This is News Talk ninety
1: eight
0: nine W O R D. Ah, uh, the Democrats. The one thing about the Democrats that's worth noticing is they play to kill. They play to win. They play to be in charge, all that stuff. And they had a good electoral night on Tuesday because they flipped what used to be the Santos congressional seat in New York, and they overperformed expectations in a few smaller state-level races. Now, it didn't have to happen, though, you know, because we had a Republican in place. Now, don't get me wrong. Um... Given what I see about politicians getting out there and and getting into one for, you know, lying about things and embellishing about things, uh, how do you think these, do you think any of these guys that get into office, are they like Superman? Are they just a superior part of the species that I just don't know about? Because I've met a few of them and they're just not. Now, see, the Democrats understand cohesiveness. And here's something, and a lot of you guys should apply this right now to a lot of questions you may be having about some other stuff out there. In the event that uh, if you're in the military and they call, they say, we're in a war now, when you go to war, you go to war with what you got. You may not be in the ideal situation. It may not be the way you want it to be. You may not feel like you're as prepared as you could be, and still you go. And you make it work. You go. Bob Menendez. Now, this guy, you know, he's he, he. It's it's right down. It's it's almost like the Italian job. He's got gold bars all over the place and everything. Yeah, quite the quite the prototypical villain. Except uh, the Democrats have none of them have said you got to resign. Except for Fetterman. We don't know what happened with him when he was in the hospital, but he's the only one out there saying that. Chuck Schumer isn't doing it though. The the leader of the uh of, you know the Senate Majority Leader. He's not doing it. He's not saying it. They, and, and the reason they're not doing it is because they know the slim majority means they can't afford to lose a vote. And they can't afford the risk of a chance of a Republican candidate flipping the seat in a special election. So they allow Menendez to continue serving despite his legal issues. Santos lied about his background and misused funds for personal expenses. Uh, if there's a politician out there and they want to say, hey, uh, you know, I'm pure as the driven snow. I You know, punch them right in the middle of their face. Because they're lying to you. He wasn't caught with gold bars, but the Republicans decided he had to go because we are so upright and righteous and we know how to lose and lose well. So they kicked him out. And that triggered a special election and they gave a seat to the Democrats. Congratulations. Was it wasn't worth it? When Nancy Pelosi was in there as the speaker, uh, she ran it with an iron fist. She decided, she decided what was going to happen. The Republicans can't even get out there and back, you know, if you're going to elect a leader, right? If you're going to say, okay, you're the leader of the, of the conference, then support him. Don't get out there and say, you're the leader of the conference. As long as we tell you do what we tell you to do, you want to be the leader, come in here and be the leader, but don't get out there and try to lead from behind. That's not the way that works. Now, all these things considered, when Kevin McCarthy took it, and he should have known better, he had to make a lot of concessions to the conference, and he was doomed. And even after they picked Mike Johnson, the prospect of another motion to vacate the chair is never far off, because the Republicans cannot figure out how to lead. They, they don't know how to it. Now, the House Democrats often scattered, smothered and covered under Pelosi, but they kept the fighting to internal forums and managed to pass an economically devastating set of bills that gave us 40 year high inflation, negative real wages for more than 24 consecutive months and the highest interest rate since early 2001. And under Pelosi, despite several embarrassments from her leadership and Biden, they still delivered. They still delivered. On the text line, I'm getting, the Democrats are the ones that called for him to be removed. The Democrats didn't have enough votes without the Republicans that defected. Okay? Thanks. See, there's there's part of the problem right there. we got some people just got to be right all the time. Are, are you saying that the Republicans that did that, were they right or were they wrong? That's what I want to know. That's all I want to know. Were they right or for they Of course the Democrats were calling for him to be removed. If the Democrats could get it, even in the minority, they would, Hakeem Jeffries would be the Speaker of the House, because the Democrats know how to how, how to lead. You can't have a leader when you got a bunch of attention seekers out there trying to uh, get their fifteen minutes of fame and whatever. Era. Gates Gates is trying. Gates wants to take over when uh, he, he wants to get out there and say, well, you know. All these things that happened, you know, I was the one that stood up. That's why I'm, I'm the most qualified to be the governor of, of, of Florida, because that's his next title. That's what he's aiming for. I, I, I just love watching a bunch of dis, disarray when we handed them something they should have been able, been able to handle really well. Be back here in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 W.O.R.D., the voice of the Carolinas.